0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Happy to Meet Cute. This is Fallon Ballard here with my astonishing co host, Courtney Kay. (laughs) She's looking at me like, okay, okay. Um. Yeah, I still am using the thesaurus. I got my synonyms for fabulous page open. It just stays as a tab on my computer. One of my fifty tabs that is currently open because we just we need it. How are you doing this week, friend?
1: Good. Okay, but my f alliteration for Fallon today is
0: fuck yeah Fallon. Yes, that's the best one. I love it. I, love it. I need that on a t shirt. Ooh.
1: Yes, yeah, just I'm like on or like on a art print in your office. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Mm. Okay, I'm going to gift that to
0: you. <laughs> I was like, I could do that in Canva. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can do anything in Canva. <laughs> oh, love that. <clears throat> How are you oh, this goodness. week? I'm good. I am uh slowly making my way through edits. I am writing my fantasy because it's fun and I can mm. and it's just I'm in I'm in a good spot. Things are like a little calm right now, so it's nice.
1: Fuck yeah, Fallon. Yeah. <laughs> I love
0: that. <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> That's yeah, the best. It's good. Yeah. Um, so what have you been consuming this week? So I
1: feel like, and I know we had a little conversation you and I about this um I think it was last week that the more I we do this podcast thing the more comfortable I get which is a little bit dangerous (laughs) because I just get more progressively unhinged like people start to see like "Mm, okay (laughs) that's what we're dealing with
0: it's the best
1: (laughs) but um Also, like on that note, I'm really proud of us for doing this podcast because I know for both of us, it's, it was stepping out of our comfort zone. Yeah, for sure. You know, but like, I don't know, I, I, for me, I always overanalyze any sort of social interaction. Like I get home and I'm like on the couch and like, oh my God, did like, I say the wrong thing or use the wrong tone or, you know, and sometimes it can be really difficult for me listening back um, to the episodes and just like, oh, it's really difficult. Cause I never want to like offend or say anything in the wrong way, but it's like, the more we do this, the more I get a little more comfortable in my skin and just like comfortable and excited about the conversations. And anyway, little yeah. tangent, but it's just been like such a cool journey. It is literally the highlight of my week. Every Aww, week.
0: Like yeah, I'm always just like, like, I'm actually looking at my calendar, and we're, like, not recording next week, and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a bummer. But <gasps> it just means we get to do it twice this week, so it's okay. Um, But, yeah, I feel the same. And I, yes, I also do the same thing, where I overanalyze every single thing that I say all the time. Um, But I think that's normal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, depending Normal is a loose word, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Um, I don't know. I just feel like we get to have such amazing conversations and our guests are always so lovely and kind and generous and, mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I know. It's really cool. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, and this week, <laughs> consuming. so last night I woke up at like 2 a.m., couldn't fall back asleep. Oh,
0: no. <laughs>
1: and... It was like, I I could have been productive, but I was like, no. And so I just scrolled, you know, on my phone, which led me to you. I can't even believe I'm going to say this. It was a TikTok account
0: of Elmo cussing. (laughs) I never in a million years could have guessed that's where you were
2: going.
1: (laughs) I was sitting in bed, dying of laughter like it's just elmo going off and okay like for example one was like relationships be like i love you i want to cuddle you kiss 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 and then they'd be like stay the fuck away from me get up I'm breathing on my neck and i was like oh my god. but it's in the elmo voice and it's the elmo puppet i'm like who is impersonating elmo this is oh my so... god okay so that's part one of what I'm consuming (laughs) because that's just very fresh in my mind oh my god um I don't I'm sorry I don't remember the account you'll have to look up you know Elmo saying the (laughs) f word but um okay so the second thing is my uh husband has been watching you which Mm. I have since it came out I was like no way in hell am I watching that show I can't do it I can't do it Um, I don't like the stalkery things. Yeah. They can be kind of triggering. When I have come through the living room, I inevitably end up taking a seat and be like, What the fuck is happening? And um (laughs) it's interesting to watch these sort of shows that normally might bother me from a craft perspective. Because mm. I've caught enough of the show, and I'm not, like, endorsing the show or saying that people should watch it. This is just, like, my experience of it. So, it, my experience of it is I've caught enough of the show to understand the main character who is a fucking psychopath. Like, like I don't say yeah. that loosely. <laughs> like, that's... Um, <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I, maybe that was the wrong thing to say. But... The, No, like, he's, right, a serial killer. Legitimately is. Okay. So, (laughs) um, it sucks because, like, there's a part of me that has empathy. And I'm like, no, you can't have empathy for this main character. Um, But from a craft perspective, I'm just like, damn. Yeah. I have been manipulated. Um, yeah, by the writing of the show. And it's always fascinating to me to sort of dissect that. Um, because maybe my alter ego writes like those villains, right? That like, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever write a book like that. But I'm always really Ooh. drawn to those characters, because it's such a study and craft and sort of the human... I don't know. It's, 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 I don't know. What is it? I mean, it's why we listen to murder podcasts. Yeah. Right. It's why we assume any of that because we don't want to, I don't know. I'm not going to try to analyze it right here because I have no idea, but it would, anyway, that was been, that has been my experience. It kind of fucked me up. (laughs) That show. (laughs) Uh,
0: Um, Yeah. I haven't watched any of that one because I'm like, I don't. mm
1: -mm. Mm. Yeah. No, no. Ugh. No.
0: Also, I find him very attractive in real oh, no. life. Like, And so I'm like, I don't want to ruin. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Like, like Ben Barnes, that's different.
0: Yeah. it <laughs> I also, too, feel like it's different when you're a villain in like a fantasy, fantasy setting. Yeah. Versus like, this is something that like real people do and is bad and awful and gross. Like, <laughs> I can separate those.
1: <laughs> yeah. If there's magic, we're cool. Like. <laughs>
0: yeah, Totally. It's fine. Then you can do whatever you
1: want. God, I feel so messed up right now. It's all good. You yeah.
0: are like the least messed
1: no, up. Like I'm not <laughs> condoning toxicity or toxic relationships, just being clear.
0: Okay. You know it's it's a thing. I mean like dark romance is like huge right now. And you know, sometimes you just need like an outlet for those kinds of feelings and emotions. And that's totally fine. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's a safe space. Mm-hmm. Keep it in your media and you're good to go.
1: Yeah. And I, oh, it's so complicated for me because I never want to like endorse Yeah. anything um, harmful, right? Sociopathy. <laughs> yeah. But like, obviously there is that. Yeah. Anyway, we really went down a road, but I think you know what I'm trying no, I, to
0: feel say. That. I think you know what I'm yeah. trying to say. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> it's Your <not> turn. <laughs> you okay. <do> <laughs> All right. Buckle up, folks. Um, okay. So I, as you know, am a trash person and I love my reality TV like nobody's business. I also was a server in a restaurant for a very long time. So, of course, one of my favorite reality shows is Vanderpump Rules. I have been watching Vanderpump Rules since the beginning. Like, I literally remember the first episode that they merged with an episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills to trick us into watching the first episode of Vanderpump Rules when nobody knew what it was going to be. Genius. I've been watching since then. I am obsessed with this show. It, for many, many years, was the best reality show on TV. We had a little downturn in recent years, but this season coming back, I was like, okay, I am feeling this drama. We are dealing with the divorce of Tom and Katie. Also, by the way, if you've never heard of the show and you don't know who these people are, you're going to be confused for like the next 10 minutes and I apologize. Um, It's just, there's just so much going on. So we've been dealing with the divorce of Tom and Katie who have been on the show since the beginning. They have been together since the beginning. They were in a relationship for a very long time before they got married. They've sort of been like that stable quote unquote couple in the group for a very long time. So we thought that this season was going to be all about their divorce and like how their friend group is handling it, how they're handling it, all of that stuff. It's been a very good season. We've only had a few episodes, but it felt like we were like getting the magic back of like old school Vanderpump rules. So then this past weekend, the bombs dropped And I, the like landscape of reality TV is never going to be the same. So we have Tom and Katie who are going through their divorce. There is another guy named Tom. The two Toms are best friends, Tom and Tom. Uh, One is Tom Schwartz. One is Tom Sandoval. They have the restaurant Tom Tom, which is owned by Lisa Vanderpump um, in West Hollywood. They also have their own bar called Schwartz and Sandy's, which is in Franklin village in LA. Uh, They are best friends. The like, basically their relationship, I think played a large part in the reason why Tom Schwartz and Katie got divorced because he never put her first. He was always like more concerned with his businesses and his relationship with Tom Sandoval. And it's a whole thing, but Tom Sandoval has been dating Ariana for years they own a home together they uh have lived together for several years they have that kind of relationship where like they both seem to make it feel like they didn't want or need to get married so like you know buying the house together and making that sort of commitment was kind of like they're getting married Mm -hmm. um and we love ariana she's amazing she is one of the most intelligent people on reality television (laughs) and we are ride or die for her. We find out on Friday that Tom Sandoval has been having a month's long affair with another girl who is on the show, who is also recently broken off her engagement with another guy on the show. (laughs) But Rachel Raquel, the girl that Tom Sandoval has been having the affair with is Ariana's like best friend. So this has been going on for months. They have been like wearing these matching necklaces as like secret symbols of their love. They have apparently hooked up in Tom and Ariana's house (laughs) while she was there. Oh my God. The messiness and the complete destruction of this entire friend group it is like we are watching this implosion in real time and this weekend I swear I have never been on Twitter so much because I am just like constantly refreshing looking for the newest piece of information that is going to drop that is just going to like dig their hole even further Apparently, they were already, like, done filming when this bomb dropped. So Ariana supposedly found out about this, like, last Wednesday night. At So Tom Sandoval is in this stupid band, because of course he is. He's also 40, by the way. I just, you're probably thinking, like, oh, he's, like, 25. No, he's 40. I just want <laughs> So Tom and his stupid band are at a show, and Ariana apparently finds a video that Raquel has sent him of her doing naughty things. So she Ariana finds this on Tom's phone on Wednesday. Raquel at that point in time is filming Watch What Happens live with Andy Cohen and another cast member at that time. And so Ariana, like, supposedly is in communications with this other cast member that is, like, filming with Raquel on Watch What Happens Live. They supposedly got into a fight that possibly turned physical, allegedly. Nobody knows. But they were done filming. And then Bravo was like, oh, no, no, we will be here for this. (laughs) So they picked up filming, like, right away again. They are supposed to be filming their reunion in two weeks where all of these people will be together in one room for the first time. Like, I just, my little heart cannot handle so much drama and mess at one time. Like, it is giving me life, but is also, like, consuming my every waking moment right now. I feel like all I can do is, like, try to keep up with what's happening next. And it's just... I am living for it. I am living for it. It's the best thing that has happened to me in a really long time.
1: (laughs) Bravo being like, your personal life is in shambles? We'll be there. (laughs) We got you. We
0: got you. You think your life sucks? Take a look at this. Oh, my God. Courtney, it's just, I, I cannot stop. I can't get enough. I it's so good well, it's just so good
1: and you've been so
0: invested for so long and then all of a sudden it's, it's like this major yeah I mean I definitely thing. like feel like I am friends with these people yeah um, that's how the shows
1: all, like are supposed to make yeah. you feel <laughs> yeah
0: yeah well and it's like we're all around the same age we all live in LA like It's relatable. It's weird that I haven't run into them in public more often. You know, it's like the kind of thing, like, I've been to their restaurants. Wait, you say
1: more often? Have you run into them? Yeah, I think,
0: who did I see? This was a while ago. Um, But I've been, so, you know, Lisa Vanderpump owns, like, a whole stretch of restaurants in WeHo. There's a bunch of them. And I have seen them there, like, I haven't seen them, like, filming or, like, you know doing anything super cool but i have like seen them in the vicinity um i have not had any like interactions with them mm. which mm. would be the highlight of my life
1: but. <laughs> <laughs> well and just like the empathy right like the human empathy of being yes. like wow
0: that's shitty yeah yeah and i am just like so angry at them like it doesn't surprise me that Tom Sandoval would do something like that because he is a garbage person. And so, and he has cheated on his partners in the past on the show. And so, like, that, you know, part of it isn't super surprising. But for this girl to claim to be Ariana's like best friend, mm-hmm. they hang out all the time, she was staying at their house, like, that's fucked up. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. You do not do that to your friend. I'm sorry. You just don't. Mm-hmm. You just don't. How do you live with yourself, cool. honestly? Yeah. So I feel better now that I got that all of that off my chest. I was trying to have this conversation with my husband the other day and I was like explaining things to him and you can just see it in his eyes that he's just like, stop talking. I do not care. <laughs> it just like blazed over. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, somebody needs to hear me.
1: <laughs> I hear you. And the way you summarize that so perfectly, like without a breath, so concisely um as somebody who has never even watched the show that's really really impressive (laughs) like you got me invest you must be in writer
0: (laughs) this is the moment i was made for i feel like i've been waiting my whole life (laughs) oh god okay Uh, yeah
1: well we have been on um like some rides this this week with what we've been consuming
0: today was a journey (laughs) i feel like we just lived a lifetime in 20 minutes (laughs) oh god somebody give us deadlines (laughs) (laughs) yes we have too much free time this week people this is the (laughs) problem I'm like, uh,
2: oh trying
0: to
1: and- morally recenter you're over there trying to, <laughs> um,
0: I mean, in the meantime, my editor is listening to this being like, you are on deadline. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Get off Twitter and go edit your book.
1: <laughs> Refilling the creative. Well, okay.
0: Yes. That's funny. This also- is Hi, totally gonna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, how can I write a Vanderpump Rules-themed book? That would be fascinating
1: to see, like, a reality show um, of that sort of – I don't know, that would be really – yeah, to see that translated onto the page would be pretty cool.
0: Love it. Okay. Well, we will stop blathering at you about (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> the madness of this week. Um we have a really fun and also I think educational in a really good way episode because we are chatting today with the founders of the Steamy Litcon which is happening in August in Anaheim and Courtney and I are both going to be there. And they kind of break down everything that you need to know. They answer a lot of questions that you guys dropped for us. Um, So you're going to get a lot of good information in this episode. And then also they're just hilarious. Mm -hmm. And we talk other fun things too. So we had a lot of fun. So lovely. Yeah. All right. So we will be right back with Mel and Cookie from Steamy LitCon. Hi friends and welcome back to Happy to Meet Cute. We are so so excited to be here today with the founders of the upcoming Steamy Lit Con. Uh, I know Courtney and I have talked about this on the podcast before because we're both attending. We're super excited Um, and actually a lot of the authors that we have chatted with already on the podcast are going to be there. It's just going to be a blast. It's happening in my hometown, like right down the street from my house. I am so stoked for this. It's like on my calendar. I'm counting down the days. So please help us welcome the founders of this absolute brilliance. We have Mel and Cookie here with us today, and we're going to let them introduce themselves so we can hear all about how amazing and wonderful they are. Um, so, Mel, welcome. Can you start by telling us who you are and a little bit about your beautiful self?
2: Of course. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm Mel, and I'm the founder of Steamy Lit, and um, now Steamy Lit Con, and um, we are home of the Steambots. I, um, I don't know. I'm 30, almost 32. I was born in Peru. I love reading romance, and yeah, it's me. <laughs> Yay!
0: Welcome. Thank you. So. Oh. All right, Cookie, I'm, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Um, hi, good? I'm Cookie. Um,
3: I live in Los Angeles. I'm born and raised in this area. And I'm Mel's partner in crime. I'm the STEMILITCON co coordinator. And um, let's see, by day, I'm an educator. I also par- teach part time at a university. I'm also on the executive board of. Our local union, um, and I dabble in a lot of other things. And then on top of that, my <laughs> bookstagram hobby um, is my major passion at the moment. I love romance books, although I dabble in other genres, um, but romance is my jam. And so, Steamy Litcon is a dream come true for me. It's <laughs>
0: like a dream come true for all of us. Like, I actually remember. I was just like, I think I was on TikTok when I saw the first th- announcement about it. Yeah. And I saw that first video and I was like, oh, this is like all my dreams coming true. This is the best thing ever. So I know that many share that sentiment um, because romance is all our jams, right? And we're very excited.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm just going <laughs> to say it too, like this convention and what you're, everything you're doing is filling such a hole, like gaping hole, that has existed for a long time in this genre. <laughs>
0: Shut up, Fallon. Uh, sorry. Courtney and your, pu- <laughs> your, <laughs> your unintentional <laughs> sexual Literally innuendos. always making innuendos on accident. Every time.
1: <laughs> We're 12 years old. I love it. I know. Sorry. But- <laughs> Um, truly, though, like you really are filling such a gap. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> um,
2: such a gaping hole okay. <laughs>
1: um, and can you tell us about what how did this start? Well,
0: yeah, <laughs> what inspired sure. this yeah. amazingness
2: um, I am not. Ex- I'm not sure. Um, I just remember, like, um, as I built Steamy Lit and the Steam Box, I, like, from the beginning, there was an idea in my head of, like, oh, we should do a book convention. And, like, Cookie was the first person I think I, like, talked to about it. And I was, like, you know, we should create a book convention that embodies the same, like, principles and values that we have through Steamy Lit and the Steam Steam Box. And um, it just kind of took, like, it was an idea for a long time and, like, I think we knew that we needed to do obviously like a lot of research and Cookie is a lot more experienced in like going to book conventions than I am. So um, being able to like pull some of that like Intel from her of like what her experiences have been in the past. And then just, we knew that we had to attend some book conventions and then really see like, is this something that's even wanted? Is this something that's even needed? Like, can we pull it off? And that's, it's kind of how it came about.
3: Wow. Yeah. I, um, you know, talking to Mal about creating Steamy Lit Con, it was, it kind of came out of like me wanting something on the West Coast because a lot of the ones that I've been to are, you know, Texas, East Coast. And so we wanted something on the West Coast, but we also felt like, you know, like, we wanted to celebrate diversity and romance um, because a lot of the authors we were seeing at the other conventions, although they were like really awesome conventions, we just weren't seeing the, the level of diversity that we wanted to see. So um, so that's how I got looped into it because I just kept saying to Mel, like, we should do this. But what I really meant was like, you should do this and then I'll just come along for the ride. You do all the hard work and then I'll just like come along for the ride. Um, so, yeah, that's
2: how I got looped into this. Joke's on her, though, because now Cookie Dog. Does- the hard work. So that's um that's but no, but I, I mean I think um definitely right like diversity in romance is something that is so important and that I think year after year um we notice is improving little by little but I felt like we needed to really have a space that like put that at the forefront right and it wasn't an afterthought w- in which we see happening a lot and that was really like the intent and purpose behind building steamy um being able to connect readers to authors um that have similar experiences as them and it's not just like all like white and cis right that's beautiful and able-bodied mm-hmm.
1: um you're just such a power team. And it's awesome. And what are even like, I can't even wrap my head around the first (laughs) What were the first steps of even getting started with something like this?
2: So, so it kind of took off all on its own, right? So like, we knew we had to attend book conventions, So that was like, first thing like, we're like, okay, like, we are like, book besties let's go to these book conventions together and let's just like see what we think like what we can do then like the second portion of it was like putting out surveys um and we had um these like surveys we did like google forms to ask not only readers but authors as well like what have been your experiences in past book conventions what can we do differently um or what do you want to see right and so that was the second part, and then the third part um, was the hotel. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like once we got in the space and we um, like had conversations with them, it just like took off in the matter of a month. Like I think that first month, me and Cookie did not sleep. Um, and if we were sleeping, we were dreaming about like what we had to do. Um, and it was. Like I still don't know how we got through that first month. Um, because we knew we needed money, right? Like we knew we needed authors, we knew we needed to put the word out to readers, and how we figure that out in a month is still kind of my- like I don't know. That's why when you said that I was like, I honestly have no idea, but here we are.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think um what really got off us off, off the ground was first Mel making that appointment to go see the the hotel venue. Um and then once that happened it, everything just was like okay we're steamrolling forward and um and then mel was very strategic in getting some key key authors on board um to not only help us but also to sign off as participating authors and then once that happened everything just rolled out so quickly and she's right. Like we got no sleep. We're, we're both insomniacs too. People always ask us, do you sleep? And we're like, no, not really. <laughs> but that benefits the con.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think something that I forgot to mention too was um, Adriana Herrera came um, to San Diego. I can't remember for what. And we met up and I was telling her about this idea. And I think her backing of it and saying like, hey, you know, whatever you need, however we can support, however we can like like let's do this, I think was uh, was like a really big shift for me because before it was all kind of like an idea, this is what we want to do. But then when Adriana was like, like how can we support you and how can we do this? And like, how can we put it out to all of our other like Latinx romance authors and like figure out how to push this forward was like, okay, if I can have the support of people behind us as we steamroll this, then we can do it. Um, where behind before it just felt like, you know it was just me and cookies who were like okay like we will do this eventually but once we had like that support um we were like okay we can do this
1: that's amazing and um i'm also such a fan of hers <laughs> just to say i i was on um a panel with her like really early in my debut year and the whole time i was like trying to be cool <laughs>
0: <laughs> story of my life oh i feel my like gosh. That will be me through the entire con. Just like try to be cool, keep it together. Don't <laughs> <Yeah>. fangirl. Like <laughs> it's all. Yeah, good. somebody
2: asked me the other day, like, how, like you know, you you were a reader and now you've like turned into this like business space. Um, mm. like how do you? And I'm like, I just I'm, I internally freak out about things, um, and then like I just keep pushing. Like now it's turned into a business venture, right? So it's not like it's it doesn't have the same like it does but it doesn't you know but it's like you just have to keep calm cool and collected and i don't know sometimes like when i first saw kennedy ryan at bug bonanza like we both equally lost our shit and (laughs) like everybody was staring and we're like you just don't understand like you just don't understand which you probably do but you just don't understand you know (laughs)
0: I mean, oh, amazing.
1: that's kind of how I feel too. like entering the author space, because I've been such a reader and such a fan for so long. All of a sudden, you're like, um, meeting authors that you have been a fan of for so long. It's weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think when we um, interviewed, we had Kate Claiborne on the podcast. And Courtney and I, after we finished recording, we were both like, that's the most professional we've ever been. And it was like, we had to like step up our game because we were like in the presence of greatness. So it's like, it brings you up to that next level where you're like, got to keep it together. It's going to be fine. Right. It's going to be cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause what you've also created here is the world's greatest summer camp for all romance. authors. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> tell you like all my friends from like all across the genre, we're just like, "Where are we meeting up? What are you doing? Can't wait <laughs> to It's so exciting. So yeah, you just have created this incredible community all around.
2: I think we saw a lot of that too when like authors were coming forward with their own like fundraiser like ideas to put up on our um crowdfunder, and um I think like it was Ali Hazelwood and somebody else who are like going to have this like slumber party
1: yes, or something, yes. right?
2: They're doing like a, they're doing like a movie night. And they were just like, so excited about it. Um, That it just like made me happy that we like something that we wanted to, we set out to do was also create a space for authors to like, just really create connection. Um, And not so much like, yeah, sure. Like signings, like we know, readers love but like also just like a true connection um I think is so important and it, like it was just so awesome to be able to like create these experiences for people because authors were so willing to and I, I mean like something that like always gives me goosebumps is like thinking about the money that we were able to raise in such a short amount of time but also like the support from authors like we literally like send an email saying like we don't know if this is going to happen because we don't have the money but this is what we want to put together and this is why it's important and authors were like 100% like we are there here's our table feed like we want to do this with you and like I think as someone who like did not see themselves in romance did not see themselves in books growing up seeing that kind of support from people who not only look like me but who looked like the world right like just really showed us I think that like this does matter. Like it wasn't just in our head, you know, like it, it just brings so much validation forward that like, it wasn't just an, an idea. We were like, um, oh, Melissa and Cookie want to throw something, you know, but like something that people really wanted, really needed and like see the importance in.
1: I'm getting, I'm getting like oh.
2: emotional
1: over here. <laughs> no, I'm uh. saying,
2: every time I talk about this, I'm like goosebumpy because it's like mm-hmm. unreal. Like the romance community is one of the best communities I have ever been a part of, and like they really showed up and showed out with like the amount of support that they brought forward,
1: and well deserved.
2: Yeah,
0: very mm-hmm. much. Alright, so for the maybe one or two listeners out there who have not heard anything yet about Steamy LitCon, can you just kind of give us like a really not like a super in-depth, just like a brief overview of like what it is, what's gonna happen, um, just in case there are people out there who are like, I what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Cookie, take it away.
3: Oh my gosh. Um, so Steamy Litcon is a book convention or event where we are going to have a space for authors, 200 authors to come and connect with readers. So we have several different um, parts of the program, including keynote speakers, panels, um, and the biggest feature of our event is signing sessions where um, the attendees can come into the signing room and meet. 200 authors, maybe not get to that many, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, they can meet as many authors as as they can get through um, in the two signing sessions that we have over the two days. So um, on top of that, we have all those fundraiser events that we have, which Mel was talking about, like, that's going to be a really unique part of what, um, what we're offering with Steamy LitCon, where, Attendees are going to Cheesecake Factory with authors or Rip Bodice, which is a romance bookstore in LA. LA. Um, So yeah, it's a, yes. Oh, Disneyland. I forgot about that one. Um, That's going to be a really fun one too. So, but yeah, that's what Steaming Lit Con is about. It's going to be super um, exciting to see all these people in this space over two days. It's going to be exhausting, I'm sure, but like really fun.
0: (laughs) And it's August eighteenth and nineteenth in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys have like booked off the entire week afterwards to just like lay in bed and do nothing. No I wish. Thinking, I wish. We're gonna
2: now get right back into it. We're gonna be like <laughs> working double shifts on Monday. So
3: i yeah, I literally we start school the week after.
0: So, no. <laughs> <laughs> both my dogs? <laughs> no. Oh goodness. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to find you guys some like self-care magic (laughs) yeah we're
2: definitely gonna have to book some like massages or something after um yes i feel like me and Cookie are always going 100 miles per hour and there's always something new happening so we'll we'll figure it out (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be amazing it'll be like one of those situations where like the adrenaline is just gonna keep you going Mm -hmm. you know so it'll be good yeah
2: definitely
1: and we received a handful of questions, um, through our Instagram. Um, let's see if we just want to, whoever wants to take it, um, mm-hmm. we have about six. So one of the first questions was, do you ever see this convention coming to the East Coast? <laughs> the <laughs> lip
3: gloss um, answer this one.
1: <laughs>
2: she's on the um, East Coast now. <laughs> yeah. So I recently relocated to the East Coast. So... Um, I'm not going to say no, because there is, um, like, who I am as a person, yes, Um, but obviously there's, like, a lot of logistics that need to go behind it, there's a lot of fundraising that would need to go behind it, Um, and just, like, a lot more manpower, right, like, a lot of it has been done by Cookie and myself for, like, the beginning part, now we've hired an event company, but, like... You know, there's just a lot to juggle. So short answer, maybe.
0: (laughs) I mean, just saying, I would not turn down the opportunity to travel to Miami. I mean, I think many of us could get on board with that.
2: (laughs) Well, and I think that's like another thing, right? In Miami, they have like the big, like they have a big book fair, um, but they don't have anything in like on this level, um, which I think you know, could be, and it might just be something where like (laughs) me and Cookie really went like all out with this first con. Like we did not hold back. Like we didn't think like, oh, we could gradually grow. We were just like, no, let's invite 200 authors and 2000 people, you know? Um, So, you know, maybe an East Coast one could start off a little bit smaller and like grow from, from there. We are working on like Steamy LitCon will be its own like business entity, which like right now it's been tied to Steamy Lit, but um a lot of the funding is coming from Steamy Lit, so like we have to kind of separate ourselves and figure out how we can build like that nonprofit component. And so again, that was a long way of saying perhaps
0: <laughs> nice. We'll hold out hope.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Second question
1: is any info regarding ADA. Disability access, which I think you probably have this on your site, right?
2: Um, I think we have some FAQs cookie, but um, a lot of it will come from the event. It's definitely something that we talk to the like hotel about um, as far as setup, um, panels, parties, etc. But now we have a like whole event team that will be handling that whole aspect of the convention itself. Um, So we will get probably some more details as details start rolling out.
3: Yes. And additionally, for attendees and for authors and their assistants, we, in all of the questions, the the surveys that we gave them and the questions that they are asked in the ticket buying process. Um, We ask what accommodations that they need and we're going to pass that along to our event planning company so they can make sure that they can accommodate wherever possible. Um, And if there's anything that was missed on those questions, we encourage authors, attendees, assistants to email us at steamylitcon at steamylit.com and we will definitely add that to our list of needs.
1: Nice. And any merchandise available for pre-order? I think they're mm. talking about swag.
2: Yeah. Um, TBD, we we had a lot of like the fundraiser um, items, and it might be something that we might be able to do something with, but we haven't hammered out those details yet.
1: Will authors be present on both days? Yes. Yes. Advice for first-timers going to a book convention.
3: (laughs) I feel like Mel is more the novice book convention attendee. Um, I, I think it depends on your style. Like, I'm more organized. I like to have a plan. I make it like a Google sheet of like my pre-orders and who I'm going to hit and like my must-haves and then my maybes. Um, And Mel is more like fly by the seat of her pants, which is like this, these, these, this is who we are. Like I'm, you know, like the detail oriented and she's detail oriented as well, but she's also more spontaneous than I am. (laughs) Um, But I I think
2: I'm like, cookie, let me borrow your highlighter. <laughs> and Cookie has no, like, use my Cookie, list. Cookie has, <laughs> Cookie has like three spreadsheets of like, okay, this is how I'm gonna tackle like the seating, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll just walk in and then like go from there. <laughs>
3: um, my biggest tips though are. If you're doing pre-orders, if you're ordering books ahead of time, keep track of those because you're going to have to go by the author's table or the on-site bookstore to pick those up. So keep track of those on a spreadsheet or somewhere that you can bring with you and make sure you hit all those tables and pick those up. Um, A lot of questions that I get is like, what can I get signed? And you can bring books people bring t-shirts um I had this like canvas panel that like my friend did um like a little like for the last convention I did the title of the convention and then I had authors sign on it and then I printed pictures and like put it all around in a frame so that turned out awesome um so but pretty much you can bring in everything that you can think of that's portable obviously um but like the other biggest piece of advice is like, have fun. I feel like the last couple that we went to, Mel and I, people were very stressed out. They were very stressed out about seeing certain authors and not maybe not being able to see them. And they were kind of walking around with a stressed out look on their face. Whereas, like, Mel's like walking around having the time of her life, like, because she hadn't, like, she had kind of a plan. But, like, she also was enjoying herself. So, I, I want to encourage people to make sure they're enjoying themselves and they will see everyone who they are meant to see. And if they don't see everyone that they want to see there, maybe in 2024. And, um, will... oh, go ahead. Sorry,
2: I was just going to say a life hack I've learned is that if you pre order a book from an author, you might not be able to, like, see them how you want to, or like have that conversation with them, but you will be able to pick up your book that will be signed by the author. So like, if, you know, I, I think it's something that like a lot of people don't like take for granted, like the pre-orders are there for a reason. I think um, it can really help you like grab something or if you've already met an author, like maybe you want to pre-order from them so you can meet some of the other authors that are there um, and like spend some more time with other people you haven't met before.
1: That's good advice. And um, so in my day job, I also like run conventions and trade shows and just like my mom energy, I would say wear comfy shoes because <laughs> you're going to be on your feet a lot. Um, Definitely have water and a snack because I think people underestimate um, like how much time they're actually going to be spent. Like time kind of disappears when you're in the zone, you know, and you, and all of a sudden you're like starving, but you're in line and you can't get out. So like carry a granola bar, Um, maybe plan some time to just sit down for a minute.
3: Yeah, we, we will have a quiet room where if people need like a break or right. if people are sensitive oh. to sounds and noise, um, they can go to the quiet room. So that could be a place where they can get that little rest.
0: I love that. I love that. I also say, too. Yeah. Um, I, when I, I haven't done a ton of book cons, but I've done some other cons. And I always try to make a list of like, here's like the two things that like I have to do. Like if these things don't happen, I'll be really upset. And then I kind of like organize the rest of this stuff by like priority. Like, okay, these are the things I really want to do. These are the things that would be cool if I have time. And then I kind of like try not to like fully map out my day because I do want to leave some of that flexible time to you know, eat or take a break if you need it or whatever, but like prioritize those things that are really, really important to you and then kind of fill in the rest of the time from there. Mm-hmm. But also know that you're going to have times you're going to get there and be like, Oh, I didn't know I was going to want to do that thing. And now mm-hmm. I want to do that thing. So yes. you want to have a little flexibility. That's a good point. Yeah, Very true. Very
2: Another thing is like, don't um, like shy away from meeting new authors and um, new and just like new bookish people like talk to people while you're in line um if you can you know if you see that the author that you really want to see has like a long line like maybe go to the author that's right next to them that maybe doesn't have as long like all of these authors are fantastic people are fantastic authors are gonna have a book you are probably really gonna love like give it a try like that's why you attend these like sure to meet your favorites but also to like meet your new favorite author
1: That's cool. Um, For guests who are traveling alone, will there be any events to meet new people?
2: Uh, Well, we're gonna have like two evening events. um, But this year, it was too much for us to take on we wanted to create a space for people who just like that are traveling by themselves to like meet other people. um, But it was just it was too much. Um, so Mm -hmm. we will have, you know, parties, something that I encourage people to do that I did when I was going to some of the conventions last year was like, Oh, Hey, I'm flying out of this airport, like going to this convention. Is anyone else flying out? And I actually met with like two other people who I had met before who were on my same flight. And, um, like we connected before the convention and saw each other throughout the convention. So like use our Facebook group to Plan meetups to, like, see if you can coordinate Ubers together, um, like, things like that. And I think you will um, be surprised that, like, people are actually super friendly and they're, like, ready to, like, talk to you about, like, their favorite book. (laughs)
3: One of the great things about the venue that we chose is their, um, their lobby area. They have tons of different spaces by the bar and in the lobby area where there's like couches and people to hang out. I think there's even like games right Mel? like shuffleboard or Mm -hmm. stuff stuff like that. So people can congregate in those areas between our program events and and just hang out and get to
0: know each other. The bar, always a good spot. Yeah. And there's
1: (laughs) also a cafe, um with like Mm coffee and tea and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And actually um, the Anaheim Convention Center is right, literally right there, um, which is where I do a lot of things for my day job. And there are, you know, lots of different, there's like a food court also right across the way. Um, There's so much stuff right there. So if you need to like step outside, they have this whole outdoor courtyard that they created a few years back um, with like benches and palm trees and all these areas if you want to step outside. um, Yeah. And I feel like bookish people are just, I mean, if you're with your people, you know, like right. you can't go right. wrong just being like, hey, um, you, you know, and we all get it. Like we're all pretty introverted, I would say for the most mm-hmm. part, like a lot of people understand and relate to that feeling of like being a little anxious to say hi or Yeah. Yeah. But everybody is very excited to chat. And I think everyone coming is coming with this same energy of just being excited and happy and um, really looking forward to meeting people. Um, And then do you have an idea of when the schedule as far as panels uh, will be released or...
2: It won't be for another couple of months. We are waiting on some of our sponsors to get back to us on what their sponsored panels will be before we finalize like the lineup. And then we invite authors to those panels um, to see who will be facilitating speaking. So it'll still be a couple of months before we put that out. But I think something we can probably put out sooner than later is um, once we lock in what the actual panels will be, um, like that information will probably come in faster than who will be actually sitting on the panels
1: perfect all right thank you Um, I think that was like all of our questions Um, so
0: any final things you think listeners need to know about the Simulet Con before we move on to the gossip portion of the program <laughs> <laughs> um Buy a ticket at universe.com.
2: <laughs> yes. Thing. So you still, have, <laughs>
1: you still have tickets available. Yeah. Um, and what was the website again where people can buy them?
2: Universe.com. Okay. And then if you, type that. In, yeah, if you type in Steamy LitCon
0: Anaheim, you should find that. I will link it in the show notes. So it's right there for you. Sensational.
1: Is there a, t- like a deadline um, for tickets?
0: No, Um, until we sell out, I think.
2: Yeah, I think um, as far as like T-shirts and things like that, that we have to like order for folks, like we'll probably have to close like one month or so early, but um, yeah, until we sell out. Okay,
3: cool. I'm excited to meet everyone in person because, you know, like Courtney and Fallon, like I've emailed with you a lot, but I haven't seen you face to face. Um, So I'm really excited to meet the authors and the attendees who I've been communicating with in person.
1: So excited to meet you. And I know everyone I've talked to feels the same. Yeah. Yay. Very excited.
0: So cool. Okay. So um, as you listeners know, we like to chat about non-book related things as well. Although the first thing is sort of book related, but that's okay. Because we'll focus on the not book part of it. Um, But (laughs) I know, uh, I think Mel, you were the one who requested that we chat about bridgerton which i am always always here for i am like anxiously awaiting our look at season three i feel like we've been waiting like a really long time and i want to know all your thoughts predictions what you think is coming anything anything on your mind at all about bridgerton cookie too like not just both of you um I honestly don't remember
2: why I put Bridgerton I mean I, I mean I love I do love Bridgerton but like I don't remember like where I- you know I probably had just seen Anthony on his like little white t-shirt contest moment again and I was like we need to talk about Bridgerton um I yeah like they have not even teased season three at all and I was invited last year to Netflix to like preview season two for like reactions and i'm hoping that like god netflix please invite me again because i need to see what's gonna happen i'm just really hoping they do a really good job with colin and penelope like a friends to lover trope is definitely um a favorite of mine but i feel like the books uh like the book had some just like a problematic themes in terms of like um what's her name god i already forgot it um is it Penelope?
0: Confession. I I haven't read the books. (laughs) Oh, okay. okay. Um, I, you
2: know, once I started reading them, like, I just couldn't stop. Like I had to keep going. Um, But there were, there was some like, just comments on like her having, like losing weight and then Mm. like Colin all of a sudden found her attractive and things like that. And like, um, that, like, you know, that didn't age very well. So I really hope that the show does a much better job, which I mean, like, so far they've done so great in, like, representation and, you know, taking out some things that have not aged well um, and just, like, things we're having better conversations about. So hopefully awesome. season three is the same.
1: Yes. yes. And I love Penelope,
0: like, my. So <laughs> she's so sweet I know and they're so cute together so they are
2: but I I guess I just want to like see more of them because I feel like we don't like we get little glimpses but like you can't I feel like in the book you maybe see more of their relationship than you do in the show Um, so it's interesting for people who have only watched the show versus people who have read the books and watched the show because I feel like you have this like more of like a background knowledge um so you, you, you're you expecting something, so
0: we'll see. Fingers yeah. crossed they give us something soon. Yes, yeah. please. I'm ready.
3: <laughs> Wait, didn't they come out with something like the Queen story or something? Or is that coming out soon? That's yeah, I think that me. comes out
0: soon. She gets like a prequel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I just That'll got
1: be because I'm I love her, like her character and like, she she does such an amazing job. Like whenever she's on the screen, I'm just like entranced. I don't, she just commands the space. I mean, as she should, she's the queen and she has that energy. So that makes me really excited.
3: Yeah. That teaser that they released. Yeah. The teaser they released was like, I was like, oh, this is going to be
0: good. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. It'll tide us over. Till we get yeah till we get the yeah, uh, season I'm
2: three think, I'm thinking if that's gonna release in May like it'll still it'll be like a late summer fall release for season three. They better not wait till next year. That would be insane.
0: No. Right. They can't do that to us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hate that Netflix doesn't
3: like let us know ahead of time when these things are gonna come out. It's like a week out. They're like it's coming right now.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because yeah. I'm not ready for it.
0: Yeah. Well, like, excuse me, I need to do a whole rewatch. I need time Jesus. for these things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it's like such a difference from book world because we're like, it's coming in two years. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so true. Oh Which my God. like
0: it's like really
2: interesting because like And I'm gonna sound like I don't know what I'm gonna sound like, but like, you know, I like part of the business is reading, like, early copies. So I am blessed enough, I am privileged enough to not have to wait as long as other people for certain things. But that also puts you in, like, a bad position. Because when you want to, like, scream with your, like, best book bestie about, like, a scene that you just read, but you can't because they're not going to read the book for another year, like, that hurts. That <laughs> is the hurt-
0: <laughs> uh, yes i feel that i feel that pain a lot yeah. of times we're
1: all my- <laughs> bobbleheading
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> okay and cookie your show of choice at least from what you put on the form is gray's anatomy right now which okay i will admit i was definitely like a gray's fan my whole life and then i just stopped when it just got to be too much but now i'm like do i need to go back and watch you the did. last like couple seasons because you know Meredith's gone now and I'm like oh man okay no, so you do just I, need to how start far back beginning. do I need to go?
2: You need to start at the beginning. <laughs> at the at beginning. The
0: be- so oh, let me it's tell you.
2: <laughs> seasons.
3: <laughs> it's eighteen seasons on Netflix, um, and then the current season's on Hulu. But oh so God. let me tell you about this journey. I started watching Grey's Anatomy when it came out, and then after mcdreamy died i stopped i was like i don't want to watch this anymore why would they do that to me um and then at a book con in august mel and i went and we were like we were doing something we were prepping something for the next day she was doing a like a latinx romance author event and she was like let's just turn on something on tv so she turns on Grey's anatomy and we start watching it and i'm like I am hooked. <laughs> so pretty much for the rest of the weekend during this con, any free moment we had, we went back to the room to watch Grayson. Oh I was God. she created a monster. Um, so even after we left, I I proceeded to watch the rest of the show. So eighteen seasons over five months,
0: <laughs> <It's> impressive.
3: <laughs> um, and every episode, I'm like texting her, like I don't know why I never watched these, like. Uh, you like thank you for this journey, <laughs> um, but yeah, Shonda Rhimes is a genius. She, it's so dramatic, but I love all the drama. And which this
2: ties in really well because Shonda co-wrote the new book that's coming out, Queen Charlotte, with Julia Quinn. So oh. it'll be really interesting um, to which, like, spoiler. I don't know when this is coming out, but we're hoping to put that book in our historical romance special edition box that we're making um but like I'm really interested to see how like that book reads differently than other of Julia's books
3: oh, interesting. oh we're just all Shonda shows today
2: yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I mean holy Shonda shit is queen. like can you even <laughs> imagine I'm just writing a book with with
2: Shonda <laughs> No problem. It's fine. <laughs> like, how do we invite Shonda to see me Because now she's a romance author. So, bam. <gasps> we need do it. It, it happen now. <laughs> all all 200 it. authors in line.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we're all like, excuse me. <laughs> we're going to need a little break from our own signings. We're just going to have to spend the whole time in line. That would be amazing. I mean, she lives in Southern California, right? So. Okay, Ooh. I'll put it on my to-do list. Ooh. Yeah.
2: Um, like if my... there's anything, of, if there's anything about me, you should know is that like, I have no shame in shooting my shoe, a shot and like, the wildest shots that have been shot. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm like, you know what, whatever, like, the least I can say is no. So
1: I love that.
0: Yeah. Amazing.
1: Love it. I love that okay. for all of us. I think like, we should, that's a pull quote.
0: Shoot yeah. the shot.
1: <laughs> Do you remember? i just... <laughs> Why do these things always pop in my head when we're on the podcast? Do you remember... What's his name who... um, Damn it. Remember he set out Freddy... Is it Freddy something? To Lizzo, the tweet. (laughs) God damn it. Freddy, who played... um, You know what? God damn it. He was like, Lizzo, you could wear me as your purse. No, nobody? Okay. I remember (laughs) someone...
2: Someone shooting their shot at Lizzo, but I don't remember what was said. <laughs> it
1: was so funny and like so great.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what what's that like really like inspirational quote that people have like in their bathrooms? Um, like you miss every shot you don't take, or something. That's right. Oh yes, yeah. like, yeah, basically, maybe don't put it in your bathroom, but like, yeah, you're <laughs> awesome.
1: Then it would be a motivational quote for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. It took us path. <laughs> What's the next topic? How did we get here? Cool.
0: Well, speaking of shooting your shot, um, Mel, we <laughs> need your advice and expertise on all things vibrators. So you obviously have a breadth of knowledge in this topic. So I was hoping you could give us just some like, recommendations like you know something that's really good for like beginners who maybe don't have a lot of experience like what's a good way to kind of there's just so many innuendos that I'm gonna try my best not to say but what's the best way to maybe get started (laughs) (laughs) to get started I like that what's the best way to finish okay
2: um (laughs) well um okay first let me tell you the story I I don't know that I am the most knowledgeable, but I feel like I have experienced a lot by now um, because like I need to test out whatever I'm sending our subscribers to make sure I'm sending them like quality product. And um, the other day, I was plugging in my work laptop, and I got electrocuted. And <laughs> I... Are you okay? Wait. Yeah, no, totally <laughs> fine. Uh, wait, I didn't realize... <laughs> That I was getting electrocuted for the first like five seconds because I'm so used to vibrations on my hands. Nice. <laughs> that, like, uh, and I literally had to step away and like really contemplate my life. Like, Melissa, you just got electrocuted. You didn't even notice because it felt like your fucking vibrators. Like, you like you need to chill out. I think you need a break. Um, so anyway all of that to say that like maybe don't use them as much as I currently am because then you are gonna get electrocuted and you're not gonna know (laughs) Um, but I think a really good beginner vibrator is the Satisfier Pro 2 Um, it is a clit simulation vibrator Um, it has like an air sucking technology and it it has like lower speeds than other vibrators that do the same thing. So I think it's a good one for really anybody. But I think if you're just starting out, like you can start in the lower setting before you like meet Jesus, you know? So (laughs) there's that. (laughs) (laughs) And then if you like penetration, um, okay. I would, I would say that Yummy Sunshine by Satisfier is probably, Um, a little bit on the bigger side, so maybe for someone a little bit more experienced, but um, B. Swish makes a smaller bunny. That is a good one, too. Um, And what else have I played with lately? Oh, there's a really good brand, Love Not War. If, like, um, being very like gr- green planet friendly is your vibe, which we should all be because climate change, like California is literally like flooding right now. And that's insane because they're usually burning. So it's just wild. Um, Anyway, I'm going to go off topic now, but uh, <laughs> Love Not War creates like all of their vibes, super like eco-friendly, environment friendly. um, And they actually have created it where like you can switch off or like you can replace the top of the vibrator so you keep the same battery um and it i don't know how to explain it like the bottom is the battery that like on like comes off and you can replace the top depending on like if you just want like uh, a vibrator if you want a dildo you want something else like you could just replace the top so that you don't have to keep buying like the same battery pack essentially over and over that's cool yeah yeah I was actually kind of mind blown. I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like, why don't we make this for everything?
0: Yeah, that's amazing. All right. Um, I'm going to put links to all of those in uh, the show notes. So get to shopping. (laughs) 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 Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, this was so much fun. Before we leave, can you please tell our listeners where they can find you individually on social media and also where they can keep up with all the latest Steamy Lit Con information on social media.
2: So Lit Con, you can go to at steamy on Instagram and TikTok. And our website is steamylitcon.com. So very straightforward. Um, for Steamy Lit or the Steam Box, you can find us at Steamy Lit or at the Steambox Co. And then just my personal bookstagram is um at bookrex by mel on instagram and tiktok
3: and then my uh, bookstagram is cookie dot the dot bookie with two e's at the end
2: not to be confused with the imposter from the other day
3: oh gosh (laughs) (laughs) that
0: was very stressful that's going around a lot lately it's so annoying
2: yeah. I had my account taken down like three times because someone like impersonated me with a giveaway. It was wild. Oh. But now, ever since I put at the end, like, beware of like scams or like, um, just like if I send you a form to fill out and you need to put it in payment information, it's not me. Um, I haven't been getting them. Let me knock on some wood, but yeah, they're very <laughs> stressful because then like Instagram ends up taking down your account too sometimes to like protect you, but then you can't reach Instagram, so you can't get your account back. It's anyway,
1: <laughs> yeah. And a lot of the time we're doing like business and things in the DMs, so it's hard to, right?
2: <clears throat> yeah,
1: yeah, um, and in the DMs. <laughs> And goddamn, um, <laughs> by the way, it was Frankie Muniz. Okay, <laughs> Frankie to Lizzo. <laughs> what did he say? You really want me to read it? He said, yeah. Hey, li- hey, at Lizzo, let me be your accessory. I can be a purse, put a chain around me, and I'll hold your stuff for you. Just say it. Oh my God. <laughs> and he like oh. thirst tweeted this out to her back in September uh, 2019. And I just wow. remember seeing on Twitter at the time and being like, damn, you really shot. <laughs> the
2: the Lazar reply.
1: Yeah. Um, and it was something really funny, but I don't remember. So I guess uh, oh. that's everybody's hook to go Google that.
2: Yeah. Well, at least,
0: they, at least he did, uh, she didn't ignore him. No,
1: but it, yeah. her response was funny. That's
0: uh, nothing. All right. Well, on that note, everybody go shoot your shot today. And yeah. also but make sure you Yeah, not in your bathroom. <laughs> make sure you get your tickets for Steamy LitCon. Courtney and I will be there. And we're so excited to see everyone. It's gonna be amazing. Um, Cookie Mel, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you coming on and sharing all of your knowledge with us. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for
3: having us and helping us promote our event.
0: Of course. Our pleasure. And listeners, thank you for tuning in and we will see you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to Happy to Meet Cute. If you enjoyed our podcast, we would love it so much if you would give us a follow on social media. We are at Happy to Meet Cute on Instagram. And also, if you could please leave a review and subscribe, that would be amazing. If you would like to follow your host, you can find Courtney at underscore K K A E on all social media platforms. And you can find me Fallon Ballard at Fallon Ballard everywhere you imbibe your social media. If you would like to buy any of the books mentioned in this episode, you can find links in the show notes and a special shout out to Zachary Kibbe and Matt Ballard for our amazing theme song. Thank you so much for tuning in and we hope to see you next time.